This is Stefan Molyneux. This is 3.56 p.m. on the 26th of March, 2020. I'm going to do a relatively brief review of what's going on with uh, COVID-19, with the coronavirus. The numbers, as uh, you can see, of course, are, well, <clears throat> staggering and, frankly, staggeringly predictable. And this is the kind of escalation that I talked about well, I guess all the way back in January, uh, the world is divided between those who understand exponential growth and those who don't. And unfortunately, those who don't are spreading quite a lot of, hey, it's just the flu, uh, really tragic and uh, fairly horrifying misinformation. So thank you for joining me this afternoon. I hope that you are getting out. I hope you are staying healthy. I hope you are getting your exercise. And let's go into what is uh, what is going on. There's a lot to talk about today. So let's look at these numbers to begin with. Total confirmed has jumped from about, what was it, 400 and, well, it was yesterday, we can see, right? So, uh, yeah, 418K up to 467K up to 521. So it's tracking 10 to 12% a day. 10 to 12% a day. Now that is some horrifying stuff. And we don't know, of course, where the ceiling is going to be. We just don't know where the ceiling of this is going to be. But uh, it's, uh, it's not showing any signs of slowing down at the moment. Now, of course, you may remember a lot of people right in around here, right, were saying, oh, look, they've got it under control. They've got it under control. Well, this, of course, is the incubation period right? One week, two weeks, maybe a little longer. This is the incubation period, right? So everyone's saying, oh, look, like we got it under control. We don't need anything. And it's like, come on, it's just incubation period. And then it's going to take off. And of course, unfortunately, that is exactly what it has done. So 521,086 around the world, up considerably, of course, from uh, yesterday. Now, let's see. I want to check this graph here, because yesterday, if I remember rightly, you guys can remind me. What have we got here? 418,000 on the 23rd. This graph. Oh, this graph is behind. 24th. 467,000. Uh, it was under 500k yesterday uh, night, uh, and uh, now it's, uh, it's heading up. This is the middle of the afternoon, so, yeah, the data is uh, is going up and sadly predictable and let's get into some more details because there is actually something quite fascinating that is going on with the numbers okay let me just get to my bookmarks here and i will give you the updates okay so china 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 I'd like to say naughty, but it doesn't really encapsulate the kind of evil that we're going to see, right? So the world is going to be reintroduced to a little thing we call tribalism over the next little while, which the fantasies of the left have kept at bay in a delusionary way, but um, we are going to find out all the joys of nationalism again. And let me give you the data on that. I'll bring this website up in particular. All right, so this is around medical supplies. Uh, I was first alerted to this by a contact I have in Australia about how 
companies, uh, Chinese companies in Australia had basically sucked up a whole bunch of medical supplies and hoofed them back out to China. Because uh, China is a nationalistic and uh, in-group preference country, right? There's this pathological altruism that passes for philosophy in the Western world. And here, Greenland Group, a Chinese Communist Party-affiliated developer, intentionally poached vital medical supplies from nations across the globe at the onset of the novel coronavirus pandemic. Originally founded as a state-owned enterprise, the development group is now publicly traded, but largest stake, nearly 50%, belongs to the Shanghai government. Employees were tasked with, and I quote, sourcing bulk supplies of surgical masks, thermometers, antibacterial wipes, hand sanitizers, gloves, and Panadol for shipping. The buying blitz was company-wide and exhaustive. Basically, all employees, the majority of whom are Chinese, were asked to source whatever medical supplies they could. There were numerous requests from HR from the HR manager and even our direct reporting line, which prioritized the assisting of the company in gathering these supplies over work activities. Well, of course there were. Of course there were. It is um, unnatural, it's inevitable, it's evolutionary that in times of crisis, in-group preferences tend to reign. And uh, we either remember this or the suffering will continue until we learn it once more. So, here's another one. I will show you this. So, a bunch of countries, in this case it's Spain, but I've heard this elsewhere. I think Poland also had this happen. <sighs> Spain bought 6,400 testing kits from China. Sorry, Spain bought 64,000 testing kits from China they don't work. Well, of course. Why would you want to sell testing kits in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, I don't know what's so naive about all of this. Now, this is something, and I, I, I want to be obviously very clear with everyone here, because I used this guy as a reference in one of my earlier shows about coronavirus. And uh, I want to be really clear when there has been a revision. And this is a significant freaking revision, let me tell you this. Okay, so this just came out yesterday. Neil Ferguson, he is an epidemiologist who's been advising the government. Again, I used one of his estimates earlier. He'd been estimating 500,000 deaths in the UK. Now, hmm, seems to have changed his tune a little now. He says the UK should now be able to cope with the spread of COVID-19 according to Neil Ferguson at Imperial College London, gave evidence today to the UK's Parliamentary Select Committee on Science and Technology as part of an inquiry into the nation's response to the coronavirus outbreak. He said that expected increase, increases in national health service capacity and ongoing restrictions to people's movements make him, quote, reasonably confident, end quote, the health service can cope when the predicted peak of the epidemic arrives in two or three weeks. UK deaths from the disease are now unlikely to exceed 20,000, he said, and could reach much lower. Now that is quite a change. He says that um, the need for intensive care beds, care beds will get closer to capacity, but it won't go over. And this is uh, computer models. Now computer models, as I've talked about since I did them myself, Computer models are garbage in, garbage out. I've talked about these very critically when it comes to modeling global warming. So computer models are kind of odd, right? But anyway, 
Ferguson, uh, Ferguson said the current strategy was intended to keep transmission of the virus at low levels until the vaccine was available. Experts say that could take 12 to 18 months, and Ferguson acknowledged it was impractical to keep the UK in lockdown for so long, especially because of the impact on the economy. And that is some wild stuff. So, new data from the rest of Europe suggests that the outbreak is running faster than expected, said Ferguson. As a result, epidemiologists have revised their estimate of the reproduction number of the virus. This measure of how many other People a carrier usually infects is now believed to be just over three, he said, up from 2.5. That adds more evidence to support the more intensive social distancing measures. His comments come as teams at the University of Oxford released provisional findings of a different model that they say shows that up to half of the UK population could already have been infected. The model is based on different assumptions to those of Ferguson and others involved in advising the UK government. So... 20,000 dead, down from estimates of half a million. Seems quite significant, and I, of course, want to keep you guys knowledgeable about the latest data that's coming out, the latest estimates that are coming out. All right, so let's keep plugging on. Candace Owens has uh, always a great uh, Twitter account to follow, and she has been posting some counter perspectives that I think are well worth examining. So the 2009 swine flu infected 1.4 billion people around the world and killed 575,000 people. There was no media panic and societies did not shut down. Coronavirus has infected less than 468,000 people and killed 22,000 people going into April. Just a little perspective. That is important. Of course, if COVID-19 was lab-created, right? And, and the pushback against it being lab-created seems kind of, oh, well, you know, it could have evolved evolutionarily speaking. It's like, but that's not really an argument, right? So that's a little uh, different. Now, the mortality rate, Dwayne D. Zwamp here says, a little perspective for you. If that mortality rate holds and coronavirus infects 1.4 billion people, it translates to 65 million deaths. That's million with an M. It's literally 100 times worse. So, and of course, you know, swine flu's over, coronavirus is still, still traveling, and there's still so much that is unknown. Uh, Bob Murphy, um, great podcaster, works a lot with um, Tom Woods, uh, been on my show once or twice. That is, uh, he's pointing out these unemployment insurance claims, right? And uh, in Canada, as I mentioned yesterday, over a million new unemployment claims which would translate to about 10 million in America. Uh, he has pointed out this graph, which is, uh, well, pr pretty important. Now, this looks like a border, as he points out. Initial claims reach historic levels. So this is the effect of coronavirus on the economy. So this graph goes all the way back to the mid-60s, and this goes through war, this goes through recessions. This goes through booms and busts and cycles. And you can see down in here, this is the peak that went up in the, sorry, you can't see my mouse moving, between 2000 and 2010, this peak that goes up like a little shark fin. That, of course, is the um, financial crisis of 07-08 uh, and its aftermath. And here you can see 2020, look at this line, 3.3 million unemployment insurance claims. 
how does it feel getting all that cheap stuff from China these days, my friends? Does it feel like a good deal? Or does it feel like a not-so-good deal? Well, I suppose to ask the question is to answer it. All right, you guys ready for a little light comic relief? You know, it doesn't do any harm in these times of trouble. Let's uh, look at this. Uh, I'm not going to put the rim shot in, although I guess I should. My brother just texted me. This coronavirus is turning me into a Democrat. I'm staying home, not working, complaining about everything, and waiting for a check from the government. All right. It gave me a smile. It gave me a smile. Now, this is interesting. How much infiltration there has been, either directly by the Chinese communists or indirectly just by Western communists who are sympathetic to Chinese communists. You know, is it Diane Feinstein's driver was a communist spy for 20 years, I assume. Heard her discussing all kinds of classified things. Yeah, nothing ever happened. There was no outrage. It's all Russia, 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 right? The Daily Mail has recently published multiple stories about the coronavirus pandemic based on information from the Communist Party of China's official newspaper and other propaganda outlets, right? So please, please don't refer to Chinese, quote, journalists who are in the employ of the official organs of the Communist Party. They're not journalists. They're propaganda merchants. Ugh, wretched. Uh, I won't go into this in more detail. Again, as always, sources will be below, but you've got to be really careful about all of this stuff. All right, ready for a tiny bit of beauty? We do a tiny bit of beauty? Let's put a little bit of beauty in. You know, a little humor, a little beauty to bring things in. It's a sad kind of beauty, but let's look at it anyway. This is a, uh, uh, a, a beautiful Impressionist painting from 1889. Look at that. Isn't that lovely? This is Paris. And um, it's not just the beauty of the colors and the elegance of the people. I guess it's the distinct length of violent migrant camps. Maybe that's got something to do with it. Hard to tell. All right. Yeah, see, so the Imperial College author, authors who were led by Neil Ferguson walked to five, one to 500,000 UK deaths, now down to 20,000. What is that? A 25 times drop. 25 times drop. And it's important to remember, important to remember, so Moscow closed most of its border back in January, and the World Health official said there was no need for Russia to implement a hard quarantine to fight coronavirus. And since it closed its borders, Russia suffered only three recorded deaths from COVID-19. Right? Let's go back to these intergalactic, trans-dimensional, J.F. Garyepi wormhole clusterfracks at the World Health Organization, which should be completely defunded and disbanded for... You can't even say it's incompetence. You can't even call it incompetence. It's, to me, just outright destructive and greedy and corrupt malevolence. But it's okay, because, you know, they hit their diversity quotas, right? So all is well. All right. World Health Organization. Okay, I can't log into this, because, yeah, it should... I can't zoom this, sorry. So this is February the 4th. They said, we can only defeat this... COVID outbreak with global solidarity, and that starts with collective participation in global surveillance. February the 4th, we reiterate our call to all countries not to impose restrictions that unnecessarily interfere with international travel and trade. Such restrictions can have the effect of increasing fear and stigma with little public health benefit. You 
rank, scurvy bastards. You rank, sociopathic, empty-hearted, empty-headed, vacuous, vacuum-souled, scurvy bastards. Putting out this kind of advice that governments were lapping up, getting people killed by the thousands. World Health Organization. Oof. Oof. Okay, so, I'm sorry, I just don't want to sit on that, because I'm just going to sit there and stew. That, it gives me a... Uh, a rage I can't even I can't even express without uh, reaching through the screen and grabbing you by the shirt collars, which I I decline to do. All right, how's that um, twelve hundred bucks you're going to get in a couple of weeks going to going to do right? So eight hundred and fifty million dollars in the bailout is towards law enforcement grants. It appears to be structured specifically to allow sanctuary cities to get around administration policies that restrict funds to cities who ignore federal immigration law. And, um, you know, we can look at these in more detail. $850 million shall not be subject to restrictions or special conditions that are the same as or substantially too similar to those imposed on awards under such subpart in fiscal year 2018 that forbid interference with federal law enforcement. Just so you know, at a time when human movement is fatal to thousands of people, $350 million in the U.S. bailout is for refugee resettlement. They are going to get so many people killed. And the horrifying thing is, not only do they not care, they're probably, um, well, they're probably uh, going to enjoy it in their own sickening and sick way. Sorry, it wasn't Poland, it was Czechoslovakia. I just wanted to drop in and mention this as well, which got the bum kits from China. 80% of coronavirus test kits gifted to check to checks by the China are faulty. Um, Czech news site on Monday revealed that the 80% of the much-touted tranche of Wuhan coronavirus rapid test kits donated from China are faulty forcing healthcare workers to rely on conventional laboratory tests. Now, you understand, this is like um, Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos-style messed up, because if you think you have a test, you don't develop one of your own. If your test is faulty, then your healthcare resources are going to be completely misapplied. You're going to, if they're false positives or false negatives, you're going to be doing all of this stuff that is... Um, going to be worse than useless. So to me, um, this is uh, morally, I don't know about legally, obviously, but morally, this is not dissimilar to an act of war. To hand out kits that are faulty is, again, a way of getting people killed in the countries you are gifting them to. Always look a gift horse in the mouth. Always look a gift horse in the mouth, when it, especially when it comes from communists, right? Chinese companies shipped out millions of Australia's masks, hand sanitizer, and glove supplies. Chinese government-backed property giant has secretly raided in bulk Australia's supplies of masks, hand sanitizers, antibacterial wipes, and essential medical supplies and shipped them back to China. Well, of course they have. What do people expect? What do people expect? Now, in the, uh, you know, dipping away from the bottomless evil to the rank narcissism, Metric, what's happening with our celebrities? 
Well, celebrities, of course, are not going to criticize China because China is a big market for celebrities, right? The big market for movies, big market for music and all of that. So, yeah, you see, celebrities are going makeup free while social distancing. Now, in what planet, when people are facing the loss of their homes, when people are unable to pay their bills, when people are terrified and sleepless, because especially small business owners, right, that they're not going to be able to pay their bills when they feel morally obligated to their employees. And once your employees are gone, uh, it's hard to get them back, right? They go off and find other gigs or they start to become entrepreneurs themselves or if they're early, they might retire. Although that's looking pretty dicey these days, right? But celebrities go makeup free while social distancing. Yeah. This is... uh. This is what people consider to be some sort of sacrifice, right? Isn't that wild? I didn't even know half these people. Julia Roberts, I know. Jessica Alba, I think I know. Who, no idea who Gabriel Union is. Amanda Seyfried, wasn't she in, um, uh, gosh, Mean Girls or something like that? Chiara Kayara? I don't know. Zoe Kravitz, uh, I think that's Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Julianne Moore, pretty good actress. Kaylee Cuoco, Third Rock for the Sun? No. Um, Big Bang Theory, sorry. Vanessa Williams, singer? Jenna Dewan, no idea. Cindy Crawford, Haggard Model. Ashley Graham, no idea, but good crackers. Pink, good singer, weird person. Dakota Fanning, child actress, not too messed up. Eva Mendes, um, basically a thought who can read lines. Heidi Klum, broke up with Seal after he beat her up. Kesha, that's the singer sued someone, Salma Hayek, uh, in a couple of Quentin Tarantino movies where she was showing off too much skin. Ariel Winter, ooh, Martin Family, breast reduction, defood from her mother. Anyway, sorry, you guys don't care about any of this stuff. But uh, let's, uh, that's what they call, that's what they call sacrifice, right? What they call sacrifice. Now, I think this math is good. I didn't double check it, but, uh, you know, this is the important thing to remember when it comes to Uh, all of this stuff around exponential growth, right? Exponential growth. Um, oh, that's the wrong one. Yeah, people who don't understand exponential growth are dangerous. All right, sorry. Let me just get this. Tweet. <laughs> and let's go to this one. All right, what have we got here? No, no, really, you can do it. You can change. Oh, sorry, it is down here. My mistake. My mistake. I'm not looking down. Of infection count worldwide, 0 to 100,000 took three months. 100,000 to 200,000 took 12 days. 200,000 to 300,000 took three days. 300 to 400,000 took 54 hours. And I'm guessing to 400 to 500,000 will take about 24. So, yeah, that is the kind of growth that is going on. And I don't believe that there's any way, well, we're doing our very best, right? I mean, trying to get as much information out there to people so that they can make better decisions. So what was it, $3 billion? No, more. Um, $17 billion. Yeah, $17 billion for Boeing. $17 billion for Boeing, right? Because I guess Boeing is is scaring the government, right? Because Boeing is saying, hey, man, if you don't give me this money, we're going to have to lay off a lot of people. Now, for the government, of course, it's sort of weird the way things are set up, right? Because for the government, if people get laid off, the government loses money because they just go on unemployment insurance. So it's better to have, right, all of that. So 
$17 billion for Boeing. And this is from Mike Cernovich. According to Boeing's CEO, I don't have a need for an equity stake. If the government demands stake in the company in exchange for the loan guarantees, Boeing will just look at all the other options, and there are plenty of them. Right, so that's really, really interesting. Right, so I guess they're saying that if the government wants Boeing shares in exchange for loan guarantees, Boeing will say no. In other words, Boeing can survive, obviously, without the $17 billion in loan guarantees or whatever the hell it is manifesting. Yeah, so Boeing can survive without it, but the government gives them the money anyway, right? It's so corrupt. I remember when I was in the business world, going to an aerospace company, I won't name it, but going to an aerospace company, it wasn't Boeing. And my boss was a Russian guy. And he was very cynical about all of this because he's saying, wow, you know, it's kind of a middle-class company, but look at all these very expensive cars in the parking lot. I remember him telling me all about, you know, kickbacks and this, how it all works. And, and it's like, you know, oof, once you get your hooks into that sweet, sweet government cheddar, it's uh, pretty hard to, to let it go. And of course, you know, if you're, if you're a company CEO, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? You could be sued or lose your job for not pursuing the company's fiduciary responsibilities if you don't take all that free money. The government's offering you free money and you don't take it. Well, uh, you're not going to keep your job for very long and nobody works for 30 years and ignores their family and travels 11 months out of the year and works 80 hours a week just to get laid off from principles of libertarianism when if the money doesn't go to you, it goes to your competitors. Rachel Bovard, my last summary of the Senate bill. SBA, that's Small Business Administration, I assume. SBA loans coming too late for many businesses. A measly $1,200 check for families that might come in a month forces medium-sized businesses to unionize. Unrelated government pork and a pay raise for the House of Representatives surges layoffs and $17 billion for Boeing. Daniel Horowitz, well worth following on Twitter, says $10 billion bailout for the post office and $39 billion for the Department of Education. And, of course, there is... Right, so... And somebody had pointed that $2 trillion, a little over $2 trillion, this bailout for the people. Divide $2 trillion by 330 million population of America, you could give every man, woman, and child $6,060 each. That's $24,000 for a family of four. Now, remember, of course, government doesn't have any money. Government doesn't have any money. So imagining that this money is going to help is, um, well, it's like saying I've got a, I've got a pie, and it's cut into four pieces, but if I cut it into eight pieces, I've doubled my pie. No, I just, uh, you know, it's just dilution, that's all. You, you add water to wine, you're not going to get any drunker, you're just going to have to pee more. So, this is, um, this is pretty rough. This is pretty rough stuff, and... Um, I wanted to drop by um, and just see how you guys are doing before I have a, a, a rant that I kind of wanted to get on. But, uh, yeah, how are you guys doing? Uh, is there a slow mode here? There really should be a slow mode, shouldn't there? Is there a slow mode? Let's see, live chat. Enable. Enable slow mode. Uh, yeah, I think we do need that, right? We do have we do have a couple of trolls in there, and you shouldn't need to uh, do that many messages and uh, it's kind of impossible to read anyway and I, I guess that's sort of the point right all right let's see what you guys have to uh, have to say yeah there oh yeah so there is of course a call uh, let me see if i can find this 
There is a call for one world government. It's very predictable. I just did a little two-minute video on that this AM. Oh, and by the way, you know, it's kind of weird, too. Like, I had this odd real flyby, a little cold thing, or whatever it was. Very strange. I don't know that I've ever had it quite before. But what happened was, I had a bit of a, it's like an odd throat feeling. It's not sore, but, you know, you feel something's just a little odd with your throat. And then what happened was, I went to sleep, I woke up at three in the morning, and I had a sore throat. I had a sore throat. But for some reason, I really, really felt that it wasn't going to get bad, right? So then in the morning, it was a little bit worse, maybe a four or five out of ten in terms of throat soreness. And then, you know, I did my usual, like I gargled uh, and um, got, got uh, you know, had a couple of antibacterial lozenges and so on and had some hot tea uh, to, you know, so I did you know, my little thing to keep. And then like three hours later, man, my, my sore throat is gone and it hasn't come back. I mean, I don't think I've ever had a sore throat that lasted only a couple of hours, maybe 3 a.m. to maybe noon, right? So like nine hours. I don't know. Very, very strange. It's very, very strange. All right. Um, see if I can dig up this article. Sorry, I should have had it. Oh, you know what? I did store it somewhere else. Let me just uh, pull that back up. Hey, it's live, baby, live. Let's get this uh, data up. Should we go and check and see if the map has, <laughs> has changed again? Let's see here. 521086. Uh, has it changed? Has it changed? No, hasn't been updated. That's all right. Okay, so let me get my other source up here. 